Father, hallelujah. Glory to God. It is a reason to celebrate that anytime you can approach the Father with the boldness, hallelujah, it is reason to celebrate. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to take this opportunity uh, to welcome all the pastors in the house. I'm just going to ask you to stand up so I can acknowledge you this morning. If we have pastors, uh, ministers in the house of the Lord, just stand up to your feet so I can welcome you to God's house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I welcome you, men of God. Hallelujah. I welcome you, women of God. May God bless you. Thank you for coming to fellowship with us this morning. Uh, you must like us to come to be with us. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. Uh, it is with great honor, without taking much time today, uh, I want to welcome a man of God that has traveled uh, beyond oceans to come to be a blessing to us, to come to minister to us, to come to admonish us, to encourage us, to exalt us uh, in the things of the Lord. Amen. Uh, I'm humbled today uh, just to have this man of God, so much used of God in ministry, uh, this wealth of wisdom uh, from his experience, more than 40 years in ministry. Wow. Amen. Come say wow with me. Say wow. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. We have great experience. We have great, uh, a man that has gone through uh, a lot of things so much that uh, I don't think the time he has with us is even enough for him to just pour into our lives. Amen. Uh, that's why I'm just excited. I want us to take full advantage of what he's going to bring this morning. Uh, open your hearts uh, that your hearts might be good ground today. That when the seed is sown, it will bear fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, help me this morning to welcome uh, to the gospel platform. Hallelujah. Uh, our father, uh, a man of God. Hallelujah. Dr. Marifu, Baba, come minister to us this morning. Come on, let's stand up to our feet as we welcome Baba to come and minister to us. You know, it'll get you on your wheels to the, to the effect that you leave your wife behind. And God shall supply all your needs. I have her sister with me. <laughs> it's a joy to be at Rise. Actually, it's a big joy. And uh, when he invited me, well, I was here last year, but I was preaching in another church. A friend of mine, we went to Bible school together here in the United States in Rhode Island, 1994 up to 96. So Pastor Mnyaradzi was two classes behind me, but we were the only two Zimbabweans at that school. So what do you expect? Birds of the same flock would need to flock together. Is that right? So we had that camaraderie 
that coming together, that friendship. And then he invited me to come down here because I had come for other conferences. So I was preaching in his church. And then Dr. Vito, oh, who knows? What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us. That's, you know, I'm at home on television. I'm teaching every Sunday from 8 to 8.30 on the book of Revelation. Because on my PhD, I've done that curriculum. It's going to be recommended in three or four or five Bible colleges here in the United States. So I'm speaking apocalyptically up front. Dr. Malvin Vito. And uh, he invited me. He said, Baba, would you care to come? To come? I said, well, I'm coming because Mnyaraz wanted me for Passover, or you call it Easter. The word Easter is a Roman word. It's a mythological word, but the correct word is Pascha or Passover. So when I said I would be coming over for Passover at Pastor Mnyaraz, during the course of time, Pastor Mnyaraz said, things have turned. I might need you on the 14th. Or he got a hold of the whole time and says, I'm going to have you. And how he shared me with a Methodist preacher who I was again, Pastor Mkarakate. Is it Mkarakate? I was with him when I was doing my second master's at Africa University. And I was surprised. Here goes two faces that I know from time immemorial. And uh, last night I was there. And today I am going to be preaching or speaking I'm not a preacher, I'm a speaker. Well, preaching and speaking, they are different. Preaching, you're spreading the gospel to the people that have not known God, and you want them to come to the Lord. And when they are already up front, you, you don't need to preach to them. You teach them. You root them and ground them. You know, in, in the world, there are four categories of churches. All churches fall in five categories. Did I say four? Five categories. All churches on earth. Anything outside the fifth, they are not churches. They have a special categorization. They are the Catholics, which build a lot of universities and schools and other things. They are community, community help. They are community efficient. Then you have the second group of churches. They are called the, the Protestants, Lutherans and others. They are community also very helpful. They build university, they build schools and other things. Then there's the third category of churches. They're called the evangelicals. Methodists, Salvation Army, Presbyterian, and others. They are under what we call evangelicals. Then we are among, then there's the fourth category, which is almost the useless one, the Pentecostals. I'm a Pentecostal. But they are the most, they're not community helpful because they think about heaven and never establish any university on planet earth. Neither have they helped the people. Pentecostals, they are tongue talkers. They are born again, blood washed, the heaven bound, devil chasing, tongue talking, water baptized. Oh, they enjoy their church. And if you ask them, if, if ever they have established any orphanage, no brother, we are on our way to heaven. They are the Pentecostals. Then the fifth category, they are what are called that, that have sprung up recently, they are called the Charismatics, where Catholics and, and Roman Catholics and Anglicans, they have received the Holy Ghost, and now they are operating in gifts. Those are the five categories of churches. 
I wonder what category this church falls under. I'm looking forward to you to, to, to build a university here. To build a counseling center. Because this man and his wife are going to be big counselors. When he sits down and talks of his experiences, you're going to have a lot of people come. Someone shout amen. amen. It's a joy, a real joy. And uh, I would like us together to walk the walk. Thank you. You know me when I preach. I'm a musician. I'm actually a male by gender, a husband by marriage, a father by procreation, a musician by talent, and a teacher by gift. So he knows me. Because those that have run away don't know me. Because I can quickly sing. I can start to sing. And they have gone already. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Anybody who plays music, you should be nearby, but you are enough, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus came and walked through the four toll gates of life so that he can bring about the salvation that we have today or that we enjoy, we need to follow him through the four toll gates. And if I'm talking about toll gates, you are in a country which is developed, which has got a lot of toll gates. And you know what happens if you pass through a toll gate without paying a toll fee. You know how you're going to pay extra. That's why in another chapter, if you read the book of Revelation, it is said they will enter with their own blood. Because you would have missed the proper toll gate. Now, what we are just celebrating is Passover. Somebody say Passover. And remember, I'm not a preacher. I, I can preach, but I don't like preaching to Christians. I like teaching them. Because when you are a dog, you don't shout to meat which is already hanging. You shout when you are in the forest to bring them, to bring meat home. But I can't say it again. Jesus has come to heaven and he stole something on heaven. No, 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 no. Because when somebody is preaching, we listen to content. It's not the noise. It is content. What were you trying to say, bro? Are you ready? Now, I get us the background that I'm going to speak. Would you care, young man, to put 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 up to 5. That's all in that chapter. We are going to walk through the toll gates that Jesus walked. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 up to 5 or 6, I'll find out. And then we will walk through those toll gates. But if anybody calls themselves a Christian who has never moved through any of those toll gates, no, you are, that's a side road. You might arrive, but with a lot of problems now. While he's still opening, you should understand what... Okay, moreover, brethren, let's go together. Are you with me? You all can read English. Is that right? Let's go to the go. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received in which you stand. Now, over there, put it back. Now, brethren, at rise. I am speaking to you the gospel that I preached to you. 
which you received. As somebody say, I receive. Because if you receive the gospel, you stop playing church. You stop playing religion. A lot of people in churches, you think they are Christians. No, they have known them, the, what you call the micro-movements and gesticulation of the body parts. And you think that's Christian. In which you have received. And in which you stand now. Okay, go ahead, verse 2. By which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you. Unless you just believed in vain. Let's go now. What is the gospel, Mr. Paul? Tell us, verse 3. What was your gospel? For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. In other words, every preacher or every Christian should be a conduit. You should be a conduit. Is that right? That's why we say every pastor is a man called by God who must preach with conviction and lead with character. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also. Is that right? So I walk my talk and talk my walk. I don't talk it by the mile and walk it by the inch. Because Christians outside there are not waiting for your voice. They are waiting for who you are. That's why they say in English, being is more important than doing. That's why that lady, that Samaritan lady that met Jesus at the well, she had never been to any Bible college. She didn't have any PA system. Neither did she have any training of being a Christian. But when she met the man, her message, when she back, went back into the city of Samaria, come and see the man. Never said, come to Jesus. No. And the women and men in Samaria knew her, how she had different husbands. And she went with the same message. The city could have said, we know you exchange husbands. But the city listened to the voice which had been transformed. Come and see the man. So you preach what you have received. That, what is it now, Mr. Paul, that you have received? That Christ died for our sins. According to the... Go ahead, sir. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day. According to the... Now let's prove that he rose from the dead on verse 5. Did he really rise? And that he was, no, no, verse 5. Verse 5, is it ma'am or sir? And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the 12. Go ahead, verse 6. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. Let's stop there. Thank you. I shall be actually saying scriptures and uh, uh, let me take off my watch and look at it because I can preach in five minutes or five hours or five days. 11.47. We are supposed to be out of here 12 o'clock. Is that right? So I have 13 minutes. 12.30. Okay. Find me faithful. Are you still here? We can never understand the gospel, the good news that was done to us unless you understand the background to what happened from creation 
Actually, in the beginning, somebody say in the beginning. God had only three angels before the creation of man. The one angel was the minister of defense, Michael. The other angel was the minister of infotech, IT, Gabriel. And the other angel was for praise and worship, Lucifer. And Lucifer had accommodation either in Selina or Carrollton. But his Carrollton was called Eden. He had a place to stay. Of the three angels, the most favored one for he had accommodation was Lucifer. Because he was leading praise and worship. Because praise and worship department in the church is the most important where you don't put rats and mice. You have to put people that are born again, blood washed, heaven bound, devil chest. People who can walk their talk and talk their walk. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. When the praises go up, the glory comes down. That's why in the book of Revelation, you will see here, if you read in chapter 13 and 14, it says, and I saw one man sitting on the cloud. The cloud refers to the church, the praises that rise up. Because the cloud is a result of uh, water evaporation going up. Praises evaporating from a church standing, going up and forming up the city of Jesus. The seat, S-E-A-T. Not city, but seat. God inhabits, makes residence in the praises of his people. That is why then this angel Lucifer was, was leading a very influential department. And through the intelligence of heaven, because he knew all the intelligence of heaven, he, he ad, was advised that a place, a position... At the right hand side of the father shall need a fulfillment. Somebody is going to come up to fill that position. And the Lucifer, because of his bigotry, thought that position was reserved, reserved for him. And what did he start to do? He went on social media with his angels and said, I shall raise up my throne and sit on the right side of the most high. I shall, that is in chapter 14, verse 12. Don't open it up. Well, if you're quick, you can do that. Isaiah 14, verse 12 is the one that says that, but I won't read it together with the people. It says, I shall rise up and put my chair beside the most high. Actually, he had never been assigned in that position, but the pride goes before air. Now, I, <laughs> Are you together with me? Have I lost other people? Then God took Lucifer and threw him down. When he, because you won't understand the gospel until you understand the wonderful work, strategical plan by, done by God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You know, the only time God attends a funeral service is in Isaiah chapter 4 verse 6. My people perish. Because of what? Lack of knowledge. Are you, are you getting the point? Actually, the devil takes advantage of ignorance. Because if, that's why the prayer of Jesus Christ in John 17, that they may know you. And even Francis Bacon, one of the philosophers, said knowledge is 
power. You cannot argue against success. Neither can you argue against somebody who knows. And the devil knows that you are a church goer. Simply being present in the church does not mean that you are present in heaven. Actually, Jesus Christ said that not all that say Lord, Lord. And you don't say Lord, Lord when you are anywhere. You do that when you are in church. So simply being present in church does not guarantee entrance into heaven. <laughs> oh, are you, if you were in Africa, I would hear clapping of hands. But now when you are in America, you don't know how to clap your hands. From here, I'll be, pre I'll be preaching in New Jersey. Then from New Jersey, I'll be in Harlem. Then from Harlem on the 4th of June, I'll be preaching in the Seychelles over Madagascar. And, you know, you compare different crowds as you go. Some of them, they'll be like, I don't know which crowd you are. <laughs> are you still with me? <laughs> then when God threw him down, threw Lucifer down, he never came on earth. Because he had distorted earth. Are you together with me? He distorted earth when? When God pulled him off from Eden. And that's why you, when you read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, in the beginning God created heaven and earth. But if you go to verse 2, it says, earth was without form and void. And nothing that God forms that is deformed. It means some work somebody wanted to do away with earth. The original owner of earth. The one who had accommodation on earth. Didn't want anybody to take position on earth. Are you together with me? So earth was without form and a void. So when Lucifer was taken up by the throat, all with one third of his angels, he were pulled up and God threw them down. And they hang in the air. That's why the Bible clearly says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers that are in the air. That is why on the oncoming of Jesus Christ, as, as we see the signs that Jesus Christ is coming back, he'll be pushing the antichrist, the evil spirits to come down. That's why there is need for rapture. That's why the Bible says, in the last days, evil shall be there. And the love of many shall wax cold. It's because the coming, the advent of Christ to take when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. <laughs> when the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair. <laughs> It'll be when the evil spirits will be coming down. And what does God do? He takes his church through rapazo, rapture. Tell somebody beside you, are you going at rapture or you're going to be left behind? Ask them. Sandra. Vuda. Right. Can, are we together here? I want, I'm preparing the background. Because many times a people will just start preaching from a, from a context, from a text. You won't have prepared the background. When you understand the background, you know, I, you, I was a secondary school teacher. I taught maths and, and I enjoy maths. Maths and English. So one of the things 
that you do when you are teaching mathematics, you have one for an example. So that all the students would follow that one. Are you getting the point? So I'm giving you the background so that you would know that what a great a salvation was wrought for us at Calvary. Then, now, when Lucifer had been pulled up and thrown down and hanging in the air, and God said, let us now make man in our image and after our likeness. Everybody say, I am in the image of God. That's why killing somebody is such a heinous crime. You don't kill easily. It's not good to kill. Because everybody who is here, you are carrying the reflection of how God looks like. Even if some people would say you are ugly, even if some people would say you are beautiful, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. So don't worry about social media. Neither should you be worried about people's comments. People will always talk. <laughs> now, listen. Then let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. And the Bible says, and, God, and that man, let him have dominion. Let him have control. I like one of my young men that I preached and brought to the Lord and, and, uh, and uh, he is now one of the, he's, he's among the richest people in Zimbabwe. What he did, he took all the air and put it into the cart so people are buying air time. Why? Because God says let him have dominion. Some children, I talked to my last born, my last born is 22, and I say to him when he was just a little boy, I want you to be a pilot. I want you to be a pilot. And after his form six, I heard him say, Father, I have applied in Perth, Australia. I want to, do, I want to go and do aeronautics. I want to be a pilot. Prophesy to your child or to your husband or to your wife. Because Paul says in first, Second Corinthians 4.13, I believed, therefore I shall speak. You were created in the image of God who speaks and it happens. So that's why the Bible says, let the weak say. <laughs> you are a sum total of what you always say about yourself. If you say I'm poor, you will graduate one day being poor. Because you said it. That's why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Be careful of how you use your mouth. You, you can impoverish yourself with your tongue or enrich yourself with your tongue. Careful use of the tongue. Don't prophesy your death. Because death was dealt with already. You're never going to die. All you're going to do is to be ushered into another dimension. <laughs> Are we still together? Can I close the service? Are you... Anybody who still wants me to preach, say aye. aye. <laughs> Let us make man in our own image. And the Bible says, and God planted a garden east of Eden. And he placed men there. So that he can have total control. In other words, God was looking for a vice chairman, for a deputy. You are a deputy of God. You are a vice chairman. Because you can do what God can do. Actually, in the absence of the chairman, the vice chairman takes over. 
That's why God sent you on earth to do what the chairman would do. Now he, when he's absent on earth, he has you to create. But men have only run for procreation instead of creating with that. Are you still with me now? And then somebody came. Because remember, Adam has been placed in, the, in his former place. Well polished now. And I, Lucifer, did not have authority. But you have given this man authority. He has dominion on earth. He actually, you Lord, says the word is Satan. The word is Satan. Everyone say Satan. 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 The word Satan, it's actually Satan in Hebrew. It means accuser. So he started his, when you, we call you accuser, you have to, be, to start to do the work. So he went to Eve. I think you know what he did to Eve and Adam. He accused and said, well, the God knew that the moment you ate of that, you shall be like him. Now, what did he take advantage of, of their ignorance? Because, because Lucifer is saying you shall be like God. What image were they carrying, Adam and Eve? God's image. So when you forget who you are, that's why people take advantage of you. You should know who you are in the Lord. That's why Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. <laughs> when you know that you know that you know, you don't worry about people's words. The unfortunate part, part Pastor Vito, people have, they have, they are containers of people's words instead of the word of God. They don't say to God, thy word have I hid in my heart. So that I cannot sin against you. But they keep gossip. Gossip, it's a multiple, multitudinous words from social media and the people. So you have a big heart to keep gossip. When we shake you, you will tell us the latest. Don't be carriers of words, but be a carrier of the word of God. Are you together with me? Because when you have the word, you will also speak the word. You see that man? That man had never been to church, but he was a leader of a battalion. And when one of his servants and one of his daughters was sick, I think you know it in the Bible. And then he says, Jesus, my servant is very sick. Jesus said, I am coming to heal him. And what did the man do? No, sir. I am in authority. I tell whatever seven to do what they, and they do it. You are also in authority. Speak the word. A non-believer knows that God speaks the word. Why don't you speak the word? Why do you speak words? When your husband stabs you, you speak words. When your wife stabs you, you speak words. Why don't you speak the word? Now listen, the keys were taken. Is it true that you, he says, is it true? I, I don't want to reiterate what the Lucifer said in the Garden of Eden. And the keys were, and if you go to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says, he, 
the, the devil became the god of this world. In other words, that authority which was supposed to be with Adam belonged now to who? The Satan, the devil. Is that right? That's why he would take Jesus. He had the nerve to take Jesus and took him up on a mountain. Look at all this kingdom. And he wasn't telling lies. The devil was telling the truth. Some of you might think the devil is a liar every time. No, sometimes he tells the truth. Because those keys were just taken for... And he says, all this belonged to me. Was he wrong? No, the world is under his control. If you just kneel one, just one knee, if you bow, I'll give it to you. And Jesus knew how to dismiss the devil. Because he had been carrying over memory verses with him. It is written. It is written. And sometimes you don't need to only to, 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 to do that reiteration. You need to address the devil. Get thee behind me. Somebody say poverty. Get out of my way. Hunger. Get out of my way. Ill health. Get out of my way. Money. I'm waiting for you. That's why the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy. Don't only, say, don't only say surely goodness and mercy. Say surely dollars and gold and platinum shall follow me all the days of my life. Because the world belongs to the, the earth belongs to the Lord. And it's a fullness thereof. So if you die without holding a bar of gold in your life, Why would you want to face death without holding one bar? You are only, you are only satisfied with quarters. Do you, would you care for a quarter? Quarters, quarters, please. Please help with a quarter. Are you a quarter man? Or a quarter? When Christ is in me, I shall be satisfied. Actually, most of you are, you are only on, on the appetizer of what the Lord can do for you. <laughs> this is only the beginning. That's why the song says, who can tell what God can do? Tell somebody beside you, say, who can tell what God can do for you? You know, the wonderful things of God. Are we still together? Yes. Let me, let me look at the time because I know, I, want you, I know you guys are hungry. I'm also hungry. I can finish two bulls and an elephant. Now, now listen to this. Then, when the keys were taken from Adam, listen. God's anger was kindled, not against Adam, but against the devil, because the devil looked like as though he had won. Because now, where two elephants are fighting, the grass suffers the most. Now, the fight is between the devil and God. But God can crush the devil in a minute. But he cannot crush the ignorance in you in a minute. Because he needs to lure you, to persuade, to win you by persuasion. The enemy of God is not the devil. The devil is our enemy. The enemy of God is carnal-mindedness. Are you getting the point here? Because, listen, the devil, God takes a minute or even half a minute to wipe off the devil. But he cannot wipe off carnal-mindedness. Because mind, your body, soul, 
and the spirit. Spirit is the true you, but the mind is the soul. Because the definition of a soul, it is the operation of the mind and the heart. That's the soul. You know the body. You All of you have bodies. But I'm explaining the mind. But the mind is the chairperson. The mind is the CEO. That's why the Bible says, they that, thought of the, that think of the flesh will do things of the flesh. You think. That's why the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the buccal cavity is put into motion. So that's the operation of the soul. So the soul will say, I decide to be with the spirit. And you sing songs of praise. And then the soul says, ah, I think I'm forgetting about flesh. Let's go to the flesh. And you start thinking of sensual things. The chairperson is the mind. He's the one who chairs and mediates and negotiates between the body and the spirit. Why did God give you a mind? So that you have power of choice. That's why the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewal of the mind. Simply carrying a head does not constitute thinking. Simply carrying a head on you over your body doesn't mean you think. Some of the people, some of the boys and girls, men and women, it's excess baggage. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now listen. I want you to listen because I have to finish. I'm looking at my time. Uh, <laughs> lest we find the Texas Roadhouse closed. <laughs> God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. Remember when they created you before you got lost through Adam. They had said let us make man in our image. Imagine how you would deal with somebody who mesmerizes your photograph. They have to follow their photograph. They have to follow their picture. Now, but now, their problem in heaven is not the devil. God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost can crush the devil in a minute. But now, their photograph has been influenced. Because even if God were to crush the devil... He, the devil has left many images, many devils. So God's main problem is to deal with the mind of man. So what should we do? We should create a package. He says God, the Father, Son, and all. Am I clear? Somebody shout amen. amen. Am I very clear? Eh? Now, God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, create something. You should strategize. Do it a SWOT analysis. Do a SMART goal. What are we going to do? What we are going to do is, number one, we should create a package which shall be a surprise to the devil, but a mystery to Adam. A surprise to the devil. Everyone say surprise to the devil. Because when Christ came on earth, the devil never knew that Christ has come. He only understood when he was baptized, when a voice came from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's why he followed him 40 days and 40 nights. He could have followed him from, from, from childhood. But he never knew. Why? Because the heaven's stratagem was to surprise the devil. 
Give somebody a high five and say word. Shoko. <laughs> Not shock, but shock. In the show now we say shoko. That is to say word. Are you with me? Now, it's a surprise to the devil, but a mystery to Adam. That's why if you read chapter 1 of the book of Ephesians, 1 verse 17 to 19, it says that the eyes of your understanding might be opened. Because the moment your eyes of understanding are opened, you'll never be where you are. You gain buoyance. You take off. Because eyes of your understanding, when they open, the wings of your flight will elongate. Are you getting the point? You will then have the wings elongate for those that have flown. Of course, you didn't walk to here. Some of you flew. The wings will elongate. What are you doing? You are pre in preparation of aerodynamics. And the engines will start to grow. And you'll say, this is your captain, Bob. This is your captain, Malvin Vito. Your servant is our concern. Cabin crew, take your positions in preparation for takeoff. You know, some of you are flying too low. When an eagle is flying too low, the quillias, the birds, will bite it. That's why involved, you are so involved with a lot of walk and talk with the social people. It's because your flight is too low. Because they that wait upon the Lord always renew their strength. They will take off with wings as eagles. <laughs> Are you still with me? Can I close now and go home? Oh, anybody who still wants to say aye. It's like the British Parliament. That's where they say aye. <laughs> now, I want you to listen to this. Now, God said, okay, if you read chapter 10, verse 5, verse 3 up to 5 of the book of Hebrews, Jesus is quoting a scripture in the book of Psalms which said, thou hast prepared a body for me because sacrifices and offerings, you are not pleased in them. Because the whole Old Testament has sacrifices and offerings. But now heaven prepared a body so that Adam's procreation does not bring a body on the earth. Is that not a surprise to the devil? Because he thought, remember, those that were going to be freed, remember the Bible says, tooth for a, eye for a what? Adam has been stolen by the devil. If God is to retrieve Adam, a human being should come. <laughs> That's tooth for a tooth. Amen. I will be singing songs shortly. Because when I'm going through the toll gates, each toll gate, there are four toll gates. And each toll gate has got a song. I will be going to that one. Repair. I like that. Somebody shout amen. amen. Are you at church? Yes. Are you going to be winning something? Yes. Say to someone beside you, from out of here, I won't be the same. Say never, never. The same again. Some of you are headed on for promotions. I'm telling you the truth. Don't, listen, don't even listen to your curriculum vitae or your resume. It's not in the resume. It's not in the curriculum vitae, the CV. It is in the presence of God in you. <laughs> is there anything too hard for the Lord? When you believe, how many things are possible? And how many are all things? 
Say it to somebody, surely goodness and mercy and money and gold shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Give a hand to the Lord. <laughs> Look at this. So what are we going to do, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? You, Jesus Christ, are going to go on earth. And the way you are going to enter into the uterus of a woman is going to be by proclamation, by decree, by declare. That's why if you read very well, I think it's Job. Young man, put it over there. Job, I think it's Job 28, 22, or vice versa. Job, Job, the book of Job. It was not within my, you know, the Holy Spirit brings chapters as you speak. Uh, Job 22, verse, uh, uh, no, it's not that one. It's 22, 28. 22, 28, if I'm not mistaken. Vice versa, 22, 28. If I, aha, you will also declare a thing. Who shall declare a thing? Touch somebody will declare a thing. Somebody say, I. Say, I shall declare a thing, and it shall be established for me. So light will shine on my ways. So why wait you should declare a thing? So that God, at home we sing the song, I don't know where it's I declare, I decree, my life will never be the same again. I declare, I decree that my life will never be the same. For the last time, sing with conviction. I, oh, that my life will never be the same again. Prophesy to yourself. Because the word of God is a transforming power. Hebrews 4.12 says, It's sharper than a two-edged sword. Entering asunder and dividing. So, declare and decree. Things will never be the same again. The plane is, the aeroplane is never on tarmac forever. It'll take off. And you also have been cleared for takeoff. this salvation for Malvin Vito, for Sandra Vito, for Bob, or any other name that is inside. Give me your name. For, shout your name. Some people are quiet. They don't know their name. They are so used to Zimafari. What's your name? My Fiona. Most of the bears, some are used to go go at, you know. The, the, you are not called by the name of your child. No, you, are, you have a name. You want God to deal with third parties. <laughs> All right. Now, what should we do to accomplish this salvation? And from today, as I get out of this place, I want to move with Jesus and you follow him through the toll gate because Jesus is that sticker which will clear your car because he went through it also 
And what did they, what did the heaven call the clearance? Heaven called it the Passover. Heaven called it the Passover, the Pascha. And also us here in English, we call it the Easter. So Easter, it is going through the four toll gates with Jesus. Are you ready for the four toll gates? Everybody say toll gate number one. Say his cross. Can I tell you something? That's why there's a song which says, At the cross, at the cross, where am I? You know the song? That's an old time song. You know, some of those songs are really good songs. That's why they say, give me that old time religion. Because they were written by conviction. By Wesley and Charles Wesley as well as the other one, John Wesley. You know, the, so the cross, everybody say the cross. Any Christianity that is lived, having not gone through the toll gate of the cross, it's churchianity and a religiosity. It's church attendance. It has nothing to do with the heaven. Because your Christianity should go through the cross. That's why Galatians 2.20 says, it's not anymore me that lives, but Christ lives in me. That's why at home we have a song. Everyone say the cross. The song is who is living in me. It's Jesus living in me. Are you getting the point? You have to let him live. He cannot live with in you when you have not gone through with him through the toll gate of the cross. That's why he says whosoever shall want to follow me, number one, let them deny. In other words, not your wishes and wants. Deny yourself. Then number two, take up your what? Because Jesus took his cross. Listen, the cross, everyone say the cross is the instrument of death. Are they talking this side? Which side should I look at? Which is, more, which is more encouraging? Because this side, two people are looking there. Say the cross is the instrument of death. Are you, are you getting the point? Because when Jesus carried the cross, it was never bread and butter. It was death. Is that right? Now the cross, listen. He said, whosoever wants to follow me, let them take up their there, in other words, all the anger, all the short-sightedness or short-temperedness, all the things that follow through you is because you are not using your cross to nail them. You say, oh, brother, you know, short temper is the one that bothers me every time. It should bother you forever because your cross is useless. It's a replica of religion. Use the cross. Say to the Lord, I don't want this weakness. So when you go through the toll gate of the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross. That's why the, somebody said, put up Galatians, Galatians chapter 6 verse 14. And we found Galatians 6 14. 6 14, put it up there so that we close oh, with the cross. I, I, 
I can explore the cross for two weeks with you. Each target, I can spend a week or two. Put Galatians 6.14. All right. Then uh, let me go to the other one if he is slow. Let me go to the second target. Are you ready for the second target? Because Galatians 6.14 is the main, main, main target. It says, but God forbid that I should boast. Except in the of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you want to boast yourself to be a good Christian, make sure you went through the toll gate of the cross. And the, I, everybody, are you ready for toll gate number two? I have not exhausted. I'm only tapping. I need one or two weeks to explain those things to Christians who want to go deeper. Because Christians, especially Pentecostals, they are just flying too low. That's why every time they cry for money for other things, which God, it's, it's useless to go to bed early or to wake up early or try to, because God gives those things to people while they're just sleeping. But if you don't know, you do 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. You, some of you will fast and pray and some of you will pray fast. All right. Are you ready for toll gate number two? Are you ready? What was the first target? Say his cross. And you'll have your cross also. Number two is his death. Everybody say his death. That's target number two. Because his death, now I won't put the scriptures, I'll just quote them running. Number two, his death. Everybody who was baptized, you are baptized into his death. That's why the Bible says, when a man is in Christ, they have become a what? A new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, everything has become new. Because in death, that's why Jesus Christ at some point, he said, if you are going to have to harvest, you have to sow your seed. When the seed is planted, the old kernel is left below. Is that right? A new thing springs up. So his death brings newness in us. So we go with him through the toll gate of death. Are you ready for the third toll gate? The third toll gate is called his blood. Everybody say his blood. The blood of Jesus. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Are your garments spotless as the whitest snow? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? The blood. Everybody say the blood. Because life is in the blood. That's why sometimes I guess here in the United States there is blood donation. Is that right? where people are going to give blood, things like that. And the biggest blood donor is Jesus Christ. Because he donated blood to the whole world. And his is not contaminated. It's clean. It washes. And also, we can use that blood also as a target. Because the Bible says... In 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Because blood is, works three things in your life. It is the redeeming blood. Redeeming, it means buying back at a price. It is the cleansing blood. And it is the overcoming blood. They overcame him by their word of the testimony and the blood. By the blood of the lamb. Is that right? So it is the redeeming blood. You were redeemed by the blood. 1 Peter 1.18 You are redeemed not of corrupt things but by the blood. It is the cleansing blood. Don't go to bed at night without having confessed the sins 
Because you, you sin by sight, by talk, and by walk. So when you go to bed before confessing to Christ, you are like a woman or a man who goes to bed without going into the shower. You smell. So you try to be a Christian in church, and yet last night you never confessed of the things you did. That's why there's a lot of smell in the church. So the first target is what? His. Say his. The first target. The second target. The third target. And are you ready for the last target? Say his resurrection. Because, can I tell you something? Death was at the center of Jesus coming on earth. But the final eventuality, the real thing that he was looking forward to is resurrection. That's why Romans 8, 11 says, if the power of him that raised Jesus Christ from, the, from death dwells in you, which means the power of resurrection is already in you before you die. And if you are sick, you are already healed before you have become sick. For by his, we, we were. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's get up to our feet. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be to his name. Hallelujah. Have you passed through? the tokens, the four tokens that have been spoken, hallelujah. The last token that was talked about was the, his resurrection, hallelujah. Today we are celebrating the life that we have in Christ, hallelujah. Before he went, he said, I go to my father to prepare a place for you, hallelujah. In his resurrection, he prepared a place for you and I. There is a place at the right hand of the Father because he lives, hallelujah. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, every calamity is rebuked of your life. His life liveth in you. His DNA by his blood flows in you. Hallelujah. In his blood is life and life exceedingly. In his blood is the soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our hands and begin to acknowledge every good thing that was accomplished by us, by the cross, everything that he accomplished in us, all through his blood, through his death. Come on, begin to speak it, begin to claim it, begin to possess it by force. Since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent are forcefully advancing. Begin to advance by every token. Begin to advance by everything that Christ accomplished for us. Jesus, we thank you for your life. There is life in me. Sickness has no power. Sickness has no authority. It has no right over my life. Death, where is your sting? In the name of Jesus, I live because he lives. I am alive because he is alive. I am a conqueror because he overcame. I overcome. I'm overcoming right now. Come on, begin to possess your victory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. By the cross, I live. By the cross, I am prosperous. By the cross, everything that I need 
has been provided for. I'm no longer sick. Sickness. We serve you an eviction. We evict you right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to evict everything that's not of God of your life. Begin to evict every foreign thing of your life and begin to speak the life of Jesus. It is no longer I that liveth, but it is Christ that liveth in me. The life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Come on, somebody, begin to profess your faith. You believe with your heart and with your mouth you confess. Confess that it is well. It is well with you. It is well with you. Confess with your mouth unto salvation, unto deliverance, unto eternal life. He is the God that perfects everything that concerns me. Everything that concerns me, he perfects, he perfected it 2,000 years ago when he died and he said, it is finished. Come on, somebody. Say, it is finished. Say, it is finished. Say it with conviction. Say it with authority. Say, it is finished. Say, it is finished. Say, he perfects everything. That concerns me. Say I have life in me. Say I have the Zoe of God. Say I have the life of God. Therefore, everything I touch begins to live. I have the DNA of Jesus in me. I have the life of Jesus in me. I have the joy of Christ in me. I have the peace of Christ in me. Hallelujah. We will believe with our heart and with our mouth. We make confession. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is well with you. May God bless you. We want to get into a time of giving uh, this afternoon. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we are honored. We are privileged because of what Christ did. Thank you, Lord, for the toll gates. Hallelujah. Jesus paid the price. He liberated us. Hallelujah. As our ashes come up to receive our offering, our worship team will be leading us in a song of worship then we'll declare hallelujah just hold your seed in your hand you were not purchased by things corruptible but you were purchased by the very blood of jesus you are precious that's how much you are worth your worth is not determined by your bank account uh, your worth is not determined by nothing else but by the life of god that lives in you Father, we pray as your children stretch out their hands to give this afternoon, I declare your blessing. Father, there is nothing too hard for you. Your word says he who did not withhold his only begotten son, how much together with him shall he bless us with all things. Therefore, Father, we thank you today because we are blessed. We thank you for your spirit that is in us, that cries, Abba, Father, is a testimony that, Lord, we have been made heirs together with Christ. Uh, we reign with him in heavenly places. Thank you, Lord, for our place that you have given us because of the cross. As we stretch out our hands to give today, Father, it is a reflection of our gratitude that, Lord, we are indeed thankful in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's giving time in the